Welcome to The Best Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Bradley H. Werrell, and we're here to explore options and potentials to help us grow as individuals and as a community with one another in these difficult times and challenging times. We're exploring all manner of potentials related to the human experience, physical, psychological, medical, spiritual. It's a wonderful opportunity that we now experience in this critical phase of our human evolution. And I welcome you to join us in our podcast, become more aware and identify with people who are helpful and supportive of you in your efforts as a human being on this planet and elsewhere too. We're going to be meeting people who are doing things that are widely variant from what is so-called normal within our society. In the creative space, within the social space, our common purpose, seeking to generate positive potentials to improve the lives of everyone in our sphere of influence and to expand that sphere of influence so that we may positively influence others that are not yet engaged directly with us. That's the goal here. We will learn more about each other as we go. I wish you the very best. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Dr. Bradley H. Werrell, bringing you another edition of the podcast, The Best Medicine. Thank you for your attendance. In this podcast, I'm going to have a discussion with my sister, Linda Gerber, who's a professional coach with the EPA. We're going to discuss my intentions to generate a low-cost telemedicine services for cash only for the general public, of which there are some 27 million uninsured Americans at this time. Again, I want to thank you for your attendance, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is my sister, Linda Gerber. She's a professional coach for the EPA. I don't know, how long have you been doing that? Well, thanks for asking, Brad Lee. I've been doing it since uh, 2008. All right. Are you liking it? I do. You know, I asked myself this question, and maybe everyone should ask them, what is meaningful in your life? And it turns out it's not writing regulations, it's not writing documents, it's not reviewing chemicals, because that can all go in the whim of whoever happens to be the president. But it's helping people. It's doing something where you are helping somebody move forward in their life. And so that's how I got into coaching. So it's a lot of fun. Very good. Yeah. So, so tell me, what is on your mind this morning? Well, so today I was... I was um waking up and I was thinking, I'm, I'm nervous about entering into this um, entrepreneurial activity that I'm working on, which is setting up the um, online medical services for cash only, okay? And the issue is that I'm scared that I've got a, uh, that I'm, you, you have a fear of uh, failure, I suppose. It's, uh, am I doing something that is going to, go into wreckage like about everything else I've ever tried you know what I mean mm -hmm. and that's a disturbing function and it's like so I want to make sure that's not happening mm -hmm. because that doesn't work for me yeah <laughs> I can imagine that's right it's like I, I'm old enough now that I'm really like kind of overdoing that stuff so I'm like well the the I, 
I talk, I was talking earlier to Luke Walsh and um, discussing it from a psychological perspective. It's like, is it an ego ego attached complex that you're enacting, right? Which is like, okay, that is not um, proper um, intentionality at work. I don't, I, I, so I'm, I'm working on tests that are to make sure that I'm not doing something that's stupid. So this is a, a good point of clarification there. So coaching as opposed to um, the psychological realm. So when you're working with somebody in the psychological realm, they're going to have that conversation about why are you doing this and exploring what does this trigger back when you were four or six and you fell into the pool backwards and hit your head. So this is going to go into that kind of conversation, whereas coaching is going to have a conversation about where you are and the future moving forward. Okay. So that's a really good marriage of those two conversations. So the question that I would ask you is you had talked about being nervous about going forward and um, failing. And your words were like everything else I have tried. Uh, yeah. Super powerful, right? That's heavy, heavy language. So you've given this a lot of thought. So what are you doing differently this time that you didn't do last times? It's interesting. It's like the, the one of the things that I thought of this morning was that, that um, when I was recycling tires and went bankrupt, during that period, um, I was stomping on a tire, stood on the machine and tried to stomp a tire bale down and it was wet and I fell. Ooh. And I, um, I fell in such a way that I hit my shoulder, my right shoulder on a steel, a chunk of steel, and then I hit my head too. But it hit my, it hit my shoulder so hard that I thought I had poked a hole in my scapula. And it was it it shocked the um, cervical plexus on the right hand side so severely that I was paralyzed, except for my hand. I could grab things, but I couldn't move the arm. And I was alone. Oh. And I was like, okay, I'm driving my little stick shift car, so I had to uh, shift with my left hand because I could only hold the wheel with the right hand. And I was like, okay, but it's like. It's like this, this fascinating thing, because it's like I still have a shoulder issue, and I don't know if it's related to that, but it may or may not be. It doesn't matter. But it's like this. So it's like the, the issue is this. The right hand is for, for grasping things and um, particular things, like what you want, pulling it out of the air, okay? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so... The left hand is like universal. I use it as a, it's a holder. That's the opposite for left-handed people, as you may know, but whatever. So left hand, left brain, right brain distinction, but it's like, so I'm like this. So it's like, um, I, I, I was thinking of it and it's like, this It's like, I don't, I don't go, go for it fully. I have not gone for it fully when I did it for, went for things in the past. Although I thought I was maybe, does that make sense? I did not go for reach as hard as I could. And so it's like, this is the, the, the issue here is that is like, um, um, make sure that effort is sustained and um, doable before you even try so that it's within range. And that's, I spoke with uh, Eric Liner, Eric Gerber, 
Eric Leiner yesterday. I get confused. Well, there's many of them. So, right. I spoke with Eric Leiner about yes. programmers and getting programmers lined up because it's going to take some programming. But it's like, it's, um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm reorienting my thinking towards what programming needs to be done and that work, which is like the whole, a huge element of it. Nice. But let me ask you, because you that imagery you had of damaging yourself through a fall because you didn't properly recognize how wet the tire was, and you fell, and you were um, disabled on that one side, except you could grasp. Yeah. And so this left side is doing more. So am I understanding from that that um, that now you're going to be using more of that left hand? What does that mean that you're going to? I, oh no, it's like connect with me. It's like I'm making, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm reaching out for the particular thing and make sure that I use my right hand better to fully grasp the thing that I'm trying to do. And what does that mean to fully grasp the thing you're trying to do? Well, that will be um, partly is uh, do the homework ahead of time to make sure that it's doable. Okay, what else? Second thing will be to... Uh, Make sure you have the resources to do the thing that are required mm. to do the thing properly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the implementation. What is just, and what that's it, just implementation. So making sure you have you've done their homework, making sure you have the resources. Part of the homework is to make sure that I'm not doing it for psychologically improper reasons, which I'm pretty confident I'm not, but I want to. I want to check all the circuits before I start devoting too much resources. Okay. And where are you kind of internally on that? Because again, you, you started this conversation with um, a fear of failure, which has its own mindset. Yeah, but I wasn't afraid of failure till like yesterday. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, this, this, okay. this, this could be bad because I'm an old man. I'm like, I don't need to be like dusting up and st standing up again after getting knocked over and dusting off and trying to go again. I'm like, okay, no. So I don't, I want to make damn sure that it's square and um, doable. And I think that, it, I, so I'm just testing the circuits. That's kind of where I'm at on that. Okay. So testing the circuits to do the homework, what does that mean, testing the circuits? So that's a psychological back, make sure okay. square psychologically. Yeah. Um, and then starting to uh, find out about the um, how much resource deployment is going to be necessary to do it. And then make and, sure and, and that, let me ask, sorry to interrupt, but the, so the resource deployment is, is there both an immediate and then a longer term like, what do you need immediately to do it? And what do you need sustained over time while it's it's getting going? Is that what you mean by resources? So it's not just resources. I'm going to need this to start it up. I'm going to need this for six months, and then I should be up on my feet. How are you thinking about resources? Oh, I'm thinking of resources like um, startup resources, mostly the programming costs, because it's like mm -hmm. I, can, I can generate enough surplus that I can um, sustain my other activities and, and um, be able to do that and devote, yes. devote the time to do it. It's just a matter of the, 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 the programming costs. I don't, th those are hard to estimate. Uh, let me ask you this. And I only say this because I, I, um, 
we've had one or two conversations and just let me ask you this question. What about the resources for you in terms of, oh, I don't know, sleep, family, things other than this that, that make you you, being able to work out, how do those resources, and those are partially psychological, mental, and physical, how do they fit into that calculation? Yeah, I would uh, make sure I have enough of that too. I don't have, I don't want for sleep and exercise. I won't change my habit. I'm, but so I haven't, I haven't got a plan for that. So I haven't, I haven't really adequately planned for that. I should put that in the um, planning stage. Mm-hmm. The, um, the issue is, um, yeah, so, cause it is, it's, there's a, there's a trade-off because I do other, other work and I will have to probably back off on that some but it's like there's a there's a potential there i have some surplus that i'm not utilizing which is okay some surplus that i'm not utilizing and i only say this because i know that you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you might go into the office at oh i don't know three o'clock in the morning and then so what surplus are you not utilizing i have evening time that i'm not utilizing is that like in between flipping burgers and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm flipping burgers and eating them. <laughs> the reason I ask you that is um, you had talked, we, we started this conversation by saying, what are you going to do differently this time? I know. And, and what you said was you're going to take a harder look at it to uh, make sure the effort uh, make sure about the effort is essential, doing your homework ahead of time, making sure you have the resources. And I, um, an observation I would just like to share is it appears to me that many times you undervalue the, um, the you of the resources. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's part of it is like, make sure you're not just pl- the, the job is not just working harder. Right. So it's like the, the trick is there's a, there's a, there's a transitionary period where clinic oper- clinic hours have to be offered and there's gonna be insufficient demand. And so it's like, okay, I don't know exactly how that works. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to design that part. I haven't designed it. Because my game plan is to, uh, the game plan is to ramp the clinic up. So you just offer it for limited hours. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then when it fills up, then you can expand out. Yeah, right, makes or sense. Or recruit other helpers. Yes. We're trying to be, it's trying to, it's like this, it's very, it's low cost medical services of a very simple nature. And so it's like, okay. And and it's like experimental too, because it's like, it hasn't been done. It's an unusual format for how to do it. So it's like, it will be, I will be the, um, the beta tester, right? So it's like, make it work. That's a. It's all very challenging. How much do you have to know before you're ready to do the beta testing? Yeah, I don't know yet. I'll figure it out though. So, so what is this? Is now September. So, what kind of time frame are you thinking hmm. of as you consider when to launch even the smaller version, the the ramp down version that you can then expand? like January or something like that at the earliest I can't I, I say that be pretty that's pretty ambitious it's like the um 
just to write the program. I have no idea how long that will take. I could take a month. It could take two months. And they're like right now they're doing the, the they're do, they're doing this back that back work which this video will go to which is the uh, setting up the uh, social media platform backdrop that is the um, the reference point to which people who go what exactly is this guy doing who is he right they're gonna reference that material and go okay who, who are we working with right. And that's the that's the thing. And part of it, part of the job is to the, the real interesting part of the job is to create the uh, marketing part. And so the marketing part is to how do I get young people who do not need medical services, who need jobs, who have social media skills, how do I make them interested in helping me? So I'm making, um, I call it a game, but it's just a marketing system whereby they get paid to uh, find people who need services and want services and utilize the services. So creating a marketing system that goes with the thing that they can own and they can do it. So they have an incentivized system to cause their interest to be aligned with mine. Makes sense. And, you know, they have that whole thing now, that games theory that applies to far more than just online games. It's using that same kind of, um, uh, what do we want to say? Using the same sort of triggers and mechanisms to get people engaged in wanting to play. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought about talking to someone who designs games. I don't know if that's necessary or not. It's like that... Um, it's an interesting thing that's a reticular activating system, right? The reticular activating system is a dopamine, dopaminergic pathways. They call it the reward system. It's not really the rewards, but it's your interest in your what activates you, right? It grabs your interest. What do you pay I, attention to? That's it. So that's that's what I'm interested in. And it's like, yeah, we need to use that instead of for um, Facebook yes. or something like that. We need to use it for something positive. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you're absolutely right. So... So we've identified a couple things um, that you were thinking about in terms of resources. You said they're personal resources. You need to give some consideration and put a pin in that. So we stuck a pin in that. And then I'm also wondering about goals. So I asked you the question of when is the time frame where, okay, we're, I'm, I'm targeting, we're going to roll out with the smaller system in right. January, whatever. Right. So how does so goals, it's like, so I have multiple licenses in a multitude of states. So we would wrap, roll it out for those states and then we would test it until we were satisfied with the functionality of it, which could take three months. Because I should be able to know if it's functioning properly within that time frame. So does that mean you should know in March, That's, April? Yeah, that seems very reasonable. And then, um, then we will be able to recruit additional help as necessary. And that part of that will be the, um, there will be an interest alignment so that there will be people to help do the recruitment because they're gonna get paid for helping do recruitment. And in the meanwhile, you're going to continue working at the hospital and doing your stuff online. That's what I think. I do a lot of extra work online right now. So it's like I do extra hours 
And so it's like, well, we'll see how it all pans out. Cause I'm like, I, I kind of cut back to do interviews like we're doing here. So I did, this will be two this morning. And then I do one in the afternoon. And usually on Mondays, I will do training instead. And I take two Wednesdays off as well. So I still take, I still have additional hours that I use for the purpose of um, um, just additional online hours. So I can adjust those additional hours and use them for my own purposes if I want. So I'm not obligated. So I don't know exactly how it pans out. So I, I might, I plan on keeping doing my um, two times a week with the CrossFit people and not changing that. Well, whereas you, you know, you are, um, immensely uh, professional and obviously very well, uh, what do we want to say, very well versed and you've done a lot of thinking about this. But what are you thinking? Like what is the uh, inside Bradley? What is going on inside Bradley as you think about this opportunity, the opportunity to get away from more frustrating things to more rewarding things, but life keeps sucking you back to these other things? How, do, how does that all interplay? It's interesting, the, um, the, the function of the the function of it, we're, we're, I'm trying to establish a, a larger um, organizational system that is for the public benefit called the res publica, okay, which means a public thing. And the res publica will own the, the, the functional unit of what I'm talking about, clinical function, which is a small element of it. But the, the way I see this functioning in that context is it should provide enough uh, benefit to uh, support me and my work, and then additional to uh, provide significant um, financial as well as in public interest to attract attention and act as a marketing platform for other beneficial uses that are going to be applied towards the public benefit. That's how I see it doing it. So I'm trying to organize a, a larger system that will allow the uh, public to benefit, but this is acting as an amplifying unit. Plus, it gets me out of all this nonsensical stuff that I don't like. Right, right. What else do you need to be thinking about? You know, I, I know in previous conversations we had, we discussed mission statements or we can call it, call them elevator speeches or other things that would be helpful to kind of encapsulate what you're about and what this effort's about. It's an interesting thing because it's like the, there's a, the, it kind of goes to um, the, I see the, I see the medical establishment and I'm interested in it in a wider social economic sense that the uh, our public institutions have been largely um, occupied by um, financial interests that are antithetical to the public interest. Okay, and so I'm like this. I'm trying to um, circumvent that and to to put the control of the to create an institution that allows the public to have more direct control over their interactions with the professions. Because the, the, it's like the professions are being controlled and the 
public is not able to directly access the professions. So like in, in the medical community, the, the, the doctors are, it's, they're being regimented and they're being required to perform in a very proscribed manner. And it's not a human being interacting with another human being for the benefit of the other human being, mm. which is like, that doesn't work for me. It's too many, there's too many, um, um, interested parties intervening in the interaction and it's like it's not for the benefit of the patient and it's certainly not for the benefit of the doctor although they pay the doctor extra because it's like well you know it doesn't work for me i don't like the model i like the i like the model the simple model where the patient puts the money on the barrel and the doctor takes care of the patient and that's all that's happening in the room there's nobody else interested in what's happening in the room because that's reasonable. Then, then the patient knows what they're getting and the doctor knows what they're getting and everybody's square. And then the patient, the doctor is responsible to the patient, only the patient. But right now it's like there's a myriad of uh, interested parties that have, they, they have hooks in everybody. It's like, oh my, it's just mm -hmm. it's such an ugly mess. It's, it's just convoluted and it costs too much and it's gonna break and it won't last. That will probably have to be edited out. <laughs> well, let me ask you, cause that is, uh, wow, such a, a vision, right? Which is completely different than the current model, as you put it. So what do you need to be doing more of now to help get to where you wanna go? Oh, well, not much different than what I'm doing right now. I'm just talking to people and um, making arrangements, gathering resources and doing the homework part. So I think I'm doing that part. I'm on track. I'm having a good time chatting with people and it's kind of these weird conversations because I'm meeting all kinds of people that are like, uh, they do all kinds of crazy things. And it's like, okay, that's, I don't know quite where that goes because it's kind of random, but it is, uh, it's like, random connections that are helpful. And it's like, well, what does that mean? We don't know where that goes. I'm working with the um, inter international psychosystems analysis people. I'm the um, national or North America champion for that organization. How about that? I should have genuflected, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's absolutely. Just it's just funny, we're having a meeting on Wednesday and it's like, okay, what's that mean? Uh, we're making it up, it's like, so the, the that work is very interesting and doing that psychological work to try to create a mechanism to provide high quality psychological services to people in North America in the wider context of an international organization. Um, that's exciting and interesting and it's, it's, but I think that that is that second to me at the moment because it's like, I think this will generate interest that can be directed towards positive goals such as that. So Bradley, so I, uh, observation, observation, uh, if I could, I could do that. You are again, um, so smart. You're so smart and you, you're visionary. So you pick out things like, how did he connect this hand to this hand? Like, I don't even know where that came from, but dang, since you've now pointed it out, it's so obvious. They should have been connected all along. Like you're really good at, at pulling that all together. 
But my observation is when I asked you the things that you're doing to, to get your personal thing going, you were animated to talk about making sure you had other resources. So you were animated about talking to people and having more cerebral kind of conversation, much less animated about worrying about your own personal resources. You, Brad, much less interested in that. You had a lot of conversation about uh, doing your homework ahead of time. And then the third thing you said was, you know, and then implementation, like, you know, whatever, then it's implemented. But um, how do you, transferring from having these good cerebral conversations about this is really cool having psychological stuff to, no, this needs to be done by uh, January. I need to have these things, you know, it's the, the hands-on um, tactile implement versus the visionary. Is that a question? So my observation is you're very good at this visionary stuff, but how are you making sure that you've you've set the goals, you're meeting the mark? Okay, in oh. March comes, I'm going to have something as opposed to you and I will have this conversation in another year. So how do that's you get not, to March? That's not happening. Okay, why? You know, how is it not happening? Because see, right now I got a 90-day contract with the um, the social media guys. That's where we're at right now. You're, you guys are generating the thing for 90 days. That's where we're at, okay, as a start, okay? In the meantime, I'm going to find the programmer people and square that up. That's my game plan at the moment. That's my implementation. So 90 days, that ends in November? Yeah, in the end of November. Okay, so by the end of November, what happens? Where are we? And I should have my programmer lined up and know what I'm doing next. So has a programmer done anything or you just have the programmer? I know that person is Linda or whatever. Or oh, Bob. I don't know. I got I don't I don't have a plan for that. So that's a that's that I, I got up. I'm I'm I got Eric Liner is is um Okay. He's identifying um potentials for programmers. Because then I have to talk to the programmer. I'm writing the programming um, template, what needs to happen right now, and fine-tuning it. So that's what's going on with that. And so, and I'm designing the system in a wider sense. So it's like the system is going to be all built by the programmer. And so that's that I should have in place. And it's like, well, whoa, 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 whoa! That I should have in place. What is that? What is the that? The, the programming, the model. And you're going to have that in place when? Probably uh, October. October, end of October, early or October? October. Okay, so October 1, you have the programming template in place. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and uh, then what happens? Well, then by then I should be um, finding the, the um, I should be looking for the, uh, the programmer. Okay. And then the programmer is going to provide a estimate that will be um, underestimated, probably, because they always. So you find the program, <laughs> right? You find the programmer by the end of November. October. Okay. And I don't know about how long to expect them to be able to do it. That's why I say kind of like January, but. But they're going to give you an estimate by the end by mid-November. Sure. I don't know. So you can't guarantee that. I can't guarantee what other people are going to do. Yeah, but you're running the show. So my, I'm saying is it is the implementation is about having a plan and um, 
Okay, look, and I want it by November, whatever, 15th. Oh, we need another week. Okay, so then there's another week. But by the by this date, November, you're going to have the program. And then you need to know how long it's going to take them to, oh, the estimate, you're right, it's totally going to be underestimated. <laughs> we can already plan for that. But um, say we figure out what that is going to be and when do they need the, pro when do you need the programming done? When are you going to ask for it done? Mm. They're going to estimate how long it will take. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, I, I've been of this opinion when I dealing with John at Logos Productions, right? Yes. What's Hi, the, John. Mm -hmm. that's right yeah. shout out yeah <laughs> right right so it goes like this is 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 i'm not in a hurry okay i want to get it right that's the the bottom line is is to implement it correctly is more important than speed because it's speed kills okay yeah but here natural tension um implementing it right having this conversation in another year not going to have the conversation. No. So that's all I'm asking is like, kind of like, what does that mean? Implement it right. And then that brings up an earlier question I asked you is at what point is it right enough to be beta tested and do it? When I decide so. Okay. But so, so I, this is yeah, implementation. No, it's not on a calendar. It won't happen. It'll be like this. When I decide it's so, then I'm like, okay. Then I go. Okay. So. So what I'm hearing, so you're, you are comfortable. Um, this is the difference between a visionary person and a practical hands-on person. So the visionary person is like, you know, it'll happen. This is kind of what I want it to look like. I'll know it when I see it. And a practical hands-on person is, okay, kind of what dates am I shooting for? How do you want this to look? What is it going to, so, and what you're having to do is marry the, in your own mind. So that's why I talk to you. <laughs> So, 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 uh, so may I just offer that maybe that's something to think about. Like, do do you want to have this? Do you want to have this discussion? Okay, by March it should be, you know, pretty good. Like, at what point are you going to tell yourself, "My God, this is dragging out for dang ever"? Look, it's April, and I don't have the program yet. No, no, that won't happen either because it's like that one is uh, that's a hard line. Once I pull the trigger on getting the the program, the program will have a finite date. And there will be a guarantee on that one. So it's so like, what happens after you get the program? Then we implement the uh, installation of the software on servers and fire the uh, marketing team up. So how, what do you need to have in place in order to fire the marketing team up? Part of it is the program. The program uh -huh. is necessary. Yeah. And then... Um, the marketing team is the is the team that I'm already is Logos Productions right now. So they're they're already per, doing the preliminary marketing work by by generating the videos that the nice people that are watching are watching. Shout out to the nice. Uh huh. Audience. They're awesome. But you need to have um, what I'm trying to say is 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 the marketing team sure, but then you need to figure out. You talked about the uh, the limited. Um, states that you could select that this could be beta tested. You need to know which ones those are. Like yeah, you need to select uh, your states. That's, that's easy. So it's like this. So the thing will work like this. Um, from the interface of the user, what state are you in? You have to pick up, push a radio button. Okay. And the radio buttons, only the active ones are the ones we have a guy licensing that is ready to, to work with you. So you, if you're in um, Hawaii, where I don't have a license, you cannot click it. 
So you okay. cannot enter the clinic. So it would be maybe all the states that you have a license in already at that point. That's right. Okay. That's right. So then how do you know um, that it's working, that it's effective, that, or that you need to tweak it? Like what, what, what do you track so you know what that looks like? You track when the patient enters the facility. So time. And when they leave. Okay. And then how many there are. Okay. There will be also like how many are turned away for whatever reason. Mm. because there's going to be a limited function there that is not all the people and it's like if they're if we're turning mm. away a lot that's a that's a problem and it's like i need to know why they were turned away yes yes right so so the, we're, we're going to track that stuff mm-hmm. but it really there's only like um eight eight basic sets of problems that we're going to see which is the real basic bread and butter yes, yes. primary care urgent care problems that are common that people have and it's like you know if you have something too weird we're not going to even bother it you don't even mm-hmm. get to push you don't even get to come in we're not gonna right. we're not we're gonna talking. take your money mm-hmm. we won't take your money so it's like it, it's gonna be quite interesting i think it's gonna it's a good model and i think it's more efficient it's just a little bit of a challenge to build it and it's it, the the thing is it's money it costs a lot of money to write a program and it's like you know you did this before, and the program was it was quite significant in terms of um, a hefty dollar price, which is what made me more nervous. But I'm like, okay, we're, we're looking at getting to the chopping block and, and dropping some gilders. You know what the cool thing about that is? The gilders, and I like that whole reference, you know, A plus for you, gilders. Um, but I also like to point out that that is um, knowledge you gain from a previous opportunity to gain knowledge. Like the first time you wrote a program or had a pro, you I'm sure didn't know the the full Gilder ration that it would be. But now you have a sense of, okay, holy cow, that was like five bags of that stuff. So at least now psychologically, you have some um, more information of, okay, that's going to be, that's going to be a chunk. So also the, um, the other thing was we built a, it was a, we were building a um, telemedicine program. We spent $50,000 on programming. And then we decided we could not take it off the shelf because if we did take it off the shelf, we would get lightning from the established order, which would say we were engaged in unprofessional or unethical conduct. So which which is what we are um, concerned about at this time in the construction of this one. So I'm like, yes. so I'm like I, it's all at all relevant. Uh, yes. Knowledge. Pain, Learning. pain and yes. suffering that has been escalated yes. to uh, uh, exaltation. So yes. how do you how do you increase the value of that which was painful, right? So you 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 uh, turn it into experiential value. That's exactly right. And so those times where it didn't quite hit the mark or it it didn't go the way you wanted to, what great mining learning learning can be mined from that uh, experience? Super smart. That's yeah. awesome. So that's what's going on. And it's like, okay, this time I'll implement. Plus, I the other advantage I have at this time is I've been doing the telemedicine. I'm on my fourth year. Yes, yes. So I have experience on what exactly is going on in that world. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm of all the people, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody that I'm aware of has done as much as me. There's a couple of people that are, um, that yeah. are senior in that organization that I work for that have done more than me but it's like I, I see lots and lots of patients and I've been I'm very busy doing that work I enjoy it too 
Yeah. And you're good at it. And, you know, those conversations that you, you reflect on during that um, allow you to have that some personal time and you get to be you. You get to have conversations that you would like to have, which is terrific. So as you reflect on the conversation we have, have had so far, what are your um, takeaways? Well, it's, uh, it's like to make the, uh, the more particular uh, time scales. That's useful. Very useful. The other thing I'd like to point out, and I'm, I'm noticing your, your lippage being very purse there, um, is, yes, that um, you had uh, mentioned early on that one thing you had not given much thought to, but you probably should, were, were those personal Dr. Brad resources. Oh, yeah. No, I've, 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 yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm spent a lot of effort thinking about that this morning already. Yeah. I'm yes. On that. And um yeah, that's that's right, and it's like it's just it's like I, I haven't got enough information to uh, parse it out, right? Right. And it's like the other thing is is how I think that I can get um, I think that I can get um, assistance from I can I can amplify the the beauty of the system that I'm developing here is that it's uh, scalable. Yes. And so okay. it's like the, the scalability of it is I can recruit assistance as necessary. Right. And so so I'm, I have great confidence that we can make it worthwhile to, to assist me so that I, I don't get swamped. And so that's that's all. That's the that's the bottom line. And it's like so it's like this. It should develop enough resources to uh, get assistance at the things that I'm not good at. Yes. And to do the things that I'm overly proficient at for this task, because this is a simple task. The, right? What is the this? Take the, the medical part of it. Uh, okay. It's very, it's very straightforward. So it's like, okay. Yeah. It's, so I'm like, I can, I can get assistance to do that. And it's like, okay, the, the marketing part, I have no proficiency at. And I have capable assistance with those guys. And so it's the, like just designing the whole thing to make it work, right? But the third part, you have no fail-safe. You have a fail-safe with the guys that are doing the marketing and know how to do that. And you're going to have a fail-safe for the programmer because they're going to do all that. You have the fail-safe for your own experience as a, as a doctor and being able to do that. But there's no fail-safe that you've talked about that preserves you and your time and makes you, you know, wow. that's just like a thought. It, it has to work well enough and then it should free me from my other activities so it's like it's it, it is its own um fail safe if it works it saves me it takes me out of these other activities that take time and if it doesn't work then it doesn't bother my time so maybe that's just something to think of going forward as you as you work through this. Oh, look, the entire month of October, I got, you know, I was I wasn't able to to do this or that, or I had to sacrifice this for this gain, or I was getting no sleep because I was so worried. About whatever. Oh, well. Maybe that's something to just pay attention to to see if that's right. What that what that should look like. So, what's your next best step from this conversation that you should take? Oh, it's got it's about finding the programmer. Which you've initiated with having that conversation with Eric. That's right. And we'll see about that. I'll like, I don't know about depending on him too hard either. 
right. We did have the conversation, however, because the temperature went down in Austin, but he still was able to wear his wear flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, that'll make him happy. But so yeah, it made him laugh, and it's like okay. But so he said he was going to get back to me, and I'm like, yeah, we'll see what that means. Right. It's okay. So I'm not going to depend on him overly much either. So I'm like, okay, I'll uh, I'll make some investigations probably Wednesday if I don't hear back from him by then. Smart. Because really the issue is get, getting a potential, maybe even a couple, huh? Lined up so you can hear what may, would that be That's interesting? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's to right. get some competition between them to see what that would look like. Yeah. Well, what can I do that would be helpful to you in this effort? I don't know. I just, I don't know. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. It's just, uh, try to, um, I'll just talk to you about it. Then you ask me about it, right? Is it useful? This is a a totally open question. You could say, oh, you know, oh, heck no, too. You could, that's a perfectly reasonable answer. Is it useful to have somebody asking you, well, what about this piece? You said you were going to get it done in November and now it's December 15th. What is, you know, to make sure things don't drop off. Is that a useful function? That's not bad. That's a good function, right? You got to have something that's like kind of holding your toes to the fire a little bit. Right. A little bit. Cause there's nothing wrong with that. And it's like, it's useful. Cause it's like, they're not, not like easy questions so much like that, but it's like, it's necessary. Because it's not, it's not supposed to be nice and easy. It's supposed to be just, you know, it's part of uh, being productive and good. Right? That's, a, that's, that's it. very useful. That's right. Well, like, and, it's, and it may be annoying at the same time. <laughs> but I'm agreeable when I'm doing it. So that's you right. know, it's pleasant. That's right. So what's <laughs> you can complain. Well, awesome. So what does the rest of your day look like? Oh, shoot, man. So we do the clinic. Um, let's see. Hang on. I have to change screens, you know. There we go. I don't fight with the computer all day long. It's so annoying. Okay. So I'll see one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, ten or eleven people. Hey, that's good. And then I will um, cool. go home, and then I'm going to talk to another fellow in the afternoon. You have another interview lined up. Another interview lined up. And it's like like these so so John at Logos Productions. <laughs> he right. uh, he find he has he it's like he has a very strange job because he like has he has the, all these wildly different people that are like you know they're doing all these different things. So it's like it's like he's some social engineer. He like he's a social operator. He like plugs you into those guys. Talk to that guy. Talk to this guy. And it's like, but I mean fascinating and i very much enjoy the richness of it it's it's wonderful because it's like i i i i'm talking to a guy i've never met him and i don't remember what he does and it's something very different from what i do you know i spoke to one fellow who was a um, biomedical engineer who does artificial intelligence for um um imaging radiological imaging diagnostics right i'm like wow that's craziness and what is the purpose of these conversations i just talk to them and because it's like that that one they're they're beneficial and and the other fellow was a um a very interesting character who's 
I can't, I don't remember the detail, but it's like this among the things that he's done is fasted for 40 days, mm. which is like, really. Mm. so it's like, but it's an interesting function. Cause it's like, we had a very wide ranging conversation of, and it had to do with sociology and social organization and such, such like that. And it's like, so fruitful conversation, but it's like not, not directed. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's the purpose of the, the Dr. Toth is the uh, gentleman's name, who's the biomedical engineer. And it's like, so I, I want to work with him because one of the things he had was he's interested in gaining um, databases, data, patient data that is um, for, to make more better artificial intelligence to do the job that he's trying to do. But the problem is the data is controlled by the corporate interests. And so it's like, how do we liberate the data to get it to the, the researchers to create things in the public interest? So I'm like, I can work with that fellow. And it's like, my goal is to make sure that the information is properly scrubbed so that there's no other information leaking out about that patient. Because I'm like, I and, and think unintended. Yes. Unintended by, see, see that's yes. a, that's a very weird question uh, that suggested, which is like unintended by whom? whom? The patient's yes. not allowed to even know about it. I don't know. And data gets lost all the time. So it's like, the, the, it, it comes to the corporate interests having their own interests at heart. And it's like, they're going to sell your data and to a da 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 and contract it out. And, 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 and there'll be like a whole bunch of legalese, right? And it's like, it'll be a long thing and, and you won't even know about it. And, and your data's. Yeah. Sold on the I'm, I'm, I'm so offended by this stuff. I'm like, man, you guys just. So I could see one of the many things that those conversations would have, gosh, just shedding the light for people to meet these Dr. Toast, you know, all the really interesting stuff that is going on that is in line with your philosophy of your, um, your aim of your company. And yeah. Well, I'm trying to project this biopsychosocial medical model. The bottom line is, is to try to um, orient the interactions that people have towards a mechanism to understand there's, he calls it a stack. So the biological, the, the physiological, the psych, psychological and the spiritual elements of, of a humanity, line it all up and make it work right. Cause it's like everything that every level interacts with every other level. Right. And information is transformed up and down that chain. And so the, the issue is to uh, identify problems and then fix the problem so that the chain works properly and that person can enjoy their life better. And that's the, that's the game. And it's like, so some of the things that the, they, they work in a largely psychological realm, but they're, they're specifically intended to work with the medical realm, which is why they hooked up with me or, or I hooked up with them or what, you know, how it goes. There was some hooking. Yes. Yes. And it's like the, 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 I'm interested in generating systems to help people at, at other levels that are not related to psychological directly, but they're more biological or physical. In addition to this, you know, there's all these little elements. And so it's like, so, so I, I regard it as, as a very um, universal, universally applicable model. And so it is, there's nobody that I can talk that I would 
want to talk to or would not want to talk to. Everybody has something useful to say and to add in. So it's like, exactly what? Well, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not going to be too discriminatory. I'm like, if I I have enough spare time that I can talk to another guy and and see what happens. And and it's, it's interesting. And maybe that's even better because there's no, um, um, nothing uh, particular I'm trying to gain or learn or get, but it's just the, it's just the connection. It's making the connection and seeing where that goes. That's right. And it's a, it, so it's an exploratory process and um, kind of an intuitive function there going on. Yeah, that's right. But you know, it is amazing to me when you start talking about this stuff, you personally also get so much more animated. Your affectation completely changes. So your father would be very pleased, I think, because you're actually a teacher at heart. When you oh were explaining things, you're an educator, right? You're a medical biosocial educator, it's leader visionary. It's interesting because, like the, the, I was talking to them about it yesterday, the, um, the, the, at the seminar with those nice people. The, and it's like the, the during this seminar, there's a, there's an issue which is we talk about the anima or the animus in women, in the anima in men. And it's like what causes your what attracts your attention, which is activates your reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's mm-hmm. like uh, the issue is that it's like among the things that I did when I I sort of shut down and started doing online work, and I was trying to make the business go, and I gave all the money to the business to try to make it go. And I, so I was only interested in working with the patients, and then I allowed myself to do research on whatever I was interested in, even though it was forbidden by such gatekeepers as your dear father. Right. And so it was like when I allowed myself to overcome that initial reservation, then I was able to engage that system because it's like that animated me. Right. Because I can study the things that are interesting to me and not the yes. things that are I'm supposed to be interested in or something. Like yes. that, right. Well, so it's like I keep doing this and it's like, OK, I keep allowing myself to, to, to do the thing that is otherwise forbidden. Like this thing that I'm doing is it's like, oh, it's otherwise forbidden. It's very interesting to me. And it's like, I don't care. Wait, when you do that, that is so fascinating. Do you, do you still have to jump that hurdle? Like, is there still part of um, conformist Brad that would be like, ah, oh. or, no. and then you're like, yeah, I don't even have to jump that hurdle anymore. I just barrel right through that bad boy. Even no, I- no, that one is, the, the, the one looks like this is, um, is you don't, you don't want to be, um, like like barrel through because it's like you, you you're you don't know why you're doing it you got to make sure you're not doing it for something else and the the interesting um, there's like a, you can't make it so it's like ego ego uh amplification okay mm-hmm. and i was talking to luke walsh today about this and it's like it's like if, if you i'm not trying to project my name out into the world i'm not trying to make 10 million dollars i got other other goals that are uh public interest okay that's what i'm interested in and i don't care about the other parts too much as long as i can make my living okay but the uh, the uh with regard to this particular project is like the 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 issue is this is i can see it attracting the negative attention of the institutions which are being circumvented okay so i describe it to the the nice gentleman with that i work with is we're building a nice wooden bridge to the land of milk and honey and the building of the bridge and the use of the bridge will certainly generate an electric storm. 
Okay, the trick is to not be on the bridge when the electric storm comes and to try to put the bridge out when the fire starts because they're going to try to set it on fire. Okay, and they will try to fry you too. So it's like, I think that I can get off the bridge in time and I think that we may be able to preserve the bridge. And here's the real kicker, I don't care. I'm like, that's interesting to me, right? Because I'm, I'm confident in the ability of that bridge to serve the purposes that, for which I have designed it to do. Does that make sense? Which is yeah. It, it will get me the, the resources that I'm looking for is the public attention and such financial start up. But beyond that, it's not necessary for it to exist. And what is so wonderful about that is that you have done uh, background homework in all the other um, adventures that you have tried that have given you knowledge about how to build the bridge and how to maintain the bridge and how to get off the bridge if you need to, right? So it was all uh, time well spent. I, I don't know about that, but it was, it was time that um, it, was, it, was, it was spent and it was painful and um, you gain some value out of that by uh, application of that information, I guess. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. I'm very pleased by all of it. And it's like, well, what's that mean? The conversation I think was a very good one too. Good. Well, thank you. I'm so glad we had this opportunity. It was always good to chat with you and learn more about what you're doing and learn how I can be helpful, more useful to you. Very good. So what do you do with all those notes? Oh, you know, actually, this, this is when somebody says something like you use some very powerful language, very powerful and very powerful imagery. It's helpful to uh, reflect back on that and to try to use your language and imagery. So I write it down so I don't forget it. I think that's smart. And I will, for example, I made circles around the three things you said, uh, you know, this is personal resources, goals, your finite dates, things that... Um, that I can be helpful on later. So the notes are really very skimpy. <laughs> Pretty good. That's all right. Just to help keep the conversation. And so the next time, the next times we can talk, I can make sure to follow up on my end of the bargain. So do you keep um, your notes on like um, separate pieces of paper? Yeah. So what I'll do is when I, uh, what I actually have for clients is um, a folder. So while we're active, I will keep these. And then when we're done, I um, shred them. But what I do keep for, because I need records for, for the International Coaching Federation to prove that I have. So I have a another kind of um, cover sheet, which will just say the date and who the client was and maybe like two takeaways so that I will keep those things, but not the... Um, in fact, after a while, I'm not even sure that I would make sense of the notes because it's just kind of like our flow of the conversation. So notes are not um, permanent, but I do, keep, I do keep the cover sheet to be able to say, I actually did speak with Dr. Warrell on the 14th. Yeah. Good. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Bradley. It was really good to connect and to do this. I hope we can do it again. I'll see you later. Okay. Take care. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed the show. I found the uh, interchange to be quite enlivening as well as informative and certainly useful for my purposes. Perhaps we learned something about coaching as a professional endeavor and um, how it might be helpful to us in our own activities. I hope you have a good day. Thank you again. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Best Medicine Podcast with 
Bradley H. Werrell, D.O. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe below, either over there or over there. Also, if you're interested in a medical consultation with myself, there's also information below.